This is 100 Days of Dante, a podcast journey through Dante's divine comedy, one canto at a time. Join us online at 100daysofdante.com. Let's read together. Welcome to the first ring of the seventh circle of Dante's Inferno, where the most ruthless killers are tortured. My purpose is not to offer the last word on Dante's cosmology or to decode his symbols, but rather to speak about what someone new to Dante discovered in Canto 12. I found Dante vital in two principal ways. First, Dante's art stimulates the imagination. His surreal dreamscapes, inhabited by historical and mythic figures, represent an older way of experiencing the world that has fallen out of favor. Dante's epic poem reminds us that imagination and fantasy are fundamental ways of inhabiting and making sense of the world. Our descriptions of the world and events need not always be expressed in strictly rational terms, as though existence were a market-driven algorithm. Activating our poetic imagination does not mean a renouncement of science, but rather an aesthetic thickening of experience in a highly personal way. For example, in the canto's opening lines, Dante says that lower hell's descending landscape is offensive to sight, and the images of ruined landscapes that follow seem to reflect the inner states of the violent inmates who boil in hell. Dante compares hell's rubble to the devastation he saw in northern Italy after an earthquake hit Trent in the Adige River. In line four, Dante writes, just like the landslide on this side of Trent caused by a quake that struck the Adige or water that erodes a shattered cliff. Erosion and broken cliffs evoke the rubble of civilizations toppled by inner rot, the erosion of morality and righteousness. In using outer destruction to reflect the inner states of violence, Dante's images humanize the world and enlarge our perspectives. I also found Canto 12 compelling as a meditation on violence that treats several timeless questions. Why does violence come into being? What fuels it? Is there pure violence or is it mixed with greed, fear, anger? Before we hear what Dante says about violence, let's visit hell's infamous city of Dis, which contains the first ring of the seventh circle where history's most lethal predators are confined. Here we see Alexander the Great, Attila the Hun, and Dionysus, the fourth century tyrant of Sicily, along with legions of lesser known killers. In line 37, Dante writes, look below you now, a stream of blood flows by in whose red depths are drenched those souls who harmed their fellow men through violence. Dante and his guide, the poet Virgil, continue to explore the first ring. In line 89, he writes, 
We made our way along the margin of roiling red, whose boiling victims scarred the air with screams. The riverbanks promise relief, but centaur guards keep the damned off with arrows. At first glance, boiling sounds like a relatively mild punishment for untold slaughter. Actually, it's horrific torture. First limbs and extremities blister and char. Then the inner organs roast. Desperate gasping for air is met with scalding, asphyxiating steam. Considering Dante's gallery of tyrants, his choice of punishment is fitting. The Roman emperor Nero and certain European kings executed people by boiling. Dante's system of retributive justice is ancient, dating to Ham Hammurabi's Code of 1750 BC, which states in the section on violence that, if a man destroys the eye of another man, they shall destroy his eye. In Dante's punishment by boiling, the level of immersion is based on the enormity of the carnage. The most atrocious killers are submerged to their brows. Others strain to keep their chests and heads above blood, while the river's shoals, where the mundanely violent are confined, is merely ankle-deep. I found Dante's descriptions cathartic in the same way as St. John the Divine's first-century revelation, which imagines divine wrath, death, hunger, war, pestilence, visited upon kings and emperors who escape earthly justice. Dante adds popes, cardinals, and aristocrats to his hell, and we are free to add the tyrants of our imagination. Now let's turn inward to the psychology of violence. Why are the damned here in the seventh circle? What made them kill so many? Dante is succinct. Line 40 begins, O oh, evil, blind, and mad cupidity that drives us ever in our mortal life to drown our souls with bitterness in dis. Violence, then, is a mix of emotions driven by unbridled greed or mad cupidity, which becomes compulsive and overpowering. With these passages, I wanted to share the ideas that struck me when I first read Dante several months ago. The language, the parsimony, the pregnancy of the words. In a few lines, he defines the essence of violence. Dante's world is open-ended. It invites contemplation. Hence, in Canto 12, I see a meditation. And finally, Dante's dreamscapes remind us that imagination, fantasy, myth, and religion are all fundamental modes of experience. Thank you. Thank you for reading Dante's Divine Comedy with us. Continue the journey at 100daysofdante.com. 100 Days of Dante is brought to you by the Baylor University Honors College with support from the Torrey Honors College at Biola University, the Templeton Honors College at Eastern University, the University of Dallas, Whitworth University, and Gonzaga University in Florence.